0: and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Source Material. We are slowly encroaching on 140 episodes. Won't be too long and we will be fastly approaching it and bypassing it because uh, here lately we've been kind of taking it easy, giving you, giving you a week break in between episodes, but tonight we are discussing and synergizing with one of the more recent Marvel Cinematic Universe releases, and that is... Thor Ragnarok. So our discussion tonight is actually going to be about Ragnarok that has occurred in the Marvel comics. Now here's the thing this has happened Ragnarok has happened in the pages of Thor uh, twice that I know of. And this is according to what I, th- well, I don't know for sure, but I know that this is, this is the second iteration of Ragnarok and the pages of Thor. This, this story occurred in 2000, late 2004 went into 2005. Uh, and one was going to be the final issues of the Thor magazine took place in between it's Thor issues, 80 through 85. But if you're a legacy number, that's right right. That's actually a relative term. Now, if you're a legacy number, that actually happened between 582 and 587, you'll see on the covers there that it actually has both those numbers, at least on the comic, the actual comics. It has 80, and then right beside it would have like 582. Legacy numbering was already happening back then, if you, if you can uh, picture that into your head. So anyway, joining me tonight, well, we are short one man, Ronnie Adams, who is hanging out with his uh, he's he's dog sitting tonight, his own dog, who's unfortunately under the weather. And that's okay. We gave him the night off. But Mark Radlich, Mark Radlich, the patriarch of the Radilich and Broadcasting Network, has shown up and we are going to discuss this. Mark Radlich, how you doing this evening, man?
1: I'm good. Hey Jesse, what did you think of that list I sent you? <laughs> the schedule? the schedule Uh, the the 2018 source material slash damn you hollywood schedule
0: you said that equals out at least what you sent to me was about a movie or a movie a movie i guess and a book a month right
1: roughly yeah um it 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 amounted to about uh, a book a month there were like one or two where there was more than one but for the most part just based on the movies that were the movies that we're reviewing and some of the stuff I I just wanted to cover just to cover it like 300 yeah we we've got roughly one book associated to a movie per or television show per month and there's going to be more this was this was what I could do now <laughs> okay I, this I, is what I, I know yeah. of but next year there's a Cloak and Dagger series that's coming to Freeform there's something else besides Cloak and Dagger Uh, there's there's another television show that's another Marvel one that I believe is also coming to Freeform I know that there's some more DC stuff that's coming on that's coming to television and it's just I don't have those dates yet plus there's Daredevil season 3 Jessica Jones season 2 I don't know how many Marvel Netflix shows are going to debut in 2018 I know they're shooting I feel like they wrapped on Daredevil already or they're in the middle of shooting it. I know Jessica Jones just started shooting I've seen some pictures of Luke Cage, so that might have been shooting as well. So who knows? We weren't even supposed to get a Punisher this year, but they fast-tracked that one. Um,
0: yeah, man. I'm looking at it right now. I'm lo- I'm looking over the schedule. And the one that intimidates me the most, we've already discussed about, we, we kind of discussed this a little bit, is uh, the Trial of Galactus. Now, is that the 20-issue epic?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and and here's the thing. Those 20 issues incorporate the story, of the tri- you know, which is actually the trial of Reed Richards, but the whole thing doesn't necessarily deal with that. It's it's like a couple issues here, a couple of the issues there, but it's encompassed in this in these twenty issues.
0: Yeah, this is John Byrne. I remember hearing smatterings of this. I, I think I might know some of the story, but I never I never really sat down and read it. I know John Byrne can write. Do you recognize that name at all?
1: Yes, and I will tell you that you might remember some of this from what I pitched. Uh, when I pitched my own Fantastic Four movie, yeah, I pitched yeah. it as a trilogy, and the bones of my trilogy was the, was from the trial of Galactus. Was Basically, I wanted to do... The actual story where Galactus comes to Earth and the Fantastic Four end up nearly killing Galactus until Reed figures out that Galactus serves a celestial purpose. So he allows him to live and Galactus leaves. Now, in the trial of Galactus, he destroys the Skrull homeworld. Again, my pitch was that he destroys whatever world Annihilus came from.
0: Oh, as, well as, as well
1: as some other ones, yeah. They do the trial. He wins, basically. To Reed wins, goes back to Earth, and that sets off the um, um, the Annihilus wave.
0: That is, yeah, I remember that pitch, man. I, I look forward to getting into that. I know John Byrne can write. I mean, he's he's very he's a fabled writer of of Marvel lore. Uh, so I look forward to, be, to that.
1: Now to be clear, that was my pitch. That's not what happens in the Trial no, of Galactus. No,
0: no, I got you. I got you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Predator story. I know one person I can go to for that. Uh, the Demon Bear Saga. I for the New Mutants. That. Is something I've never read, but again, that's something that's uh, that's pretty popular. A lot of people say that's what the movie is going to be based off of. You said, right?
1: Yes, from what from what I've been able to glean from articles and Wikipedia entries, I believe they are loosely basing the New Mutants horror movie on the Demon Bear Saga.
0: Okay, all right. Well, man, I can't wait. It's going to be an exciting 2018. We've got the we've got the rough bones of a decent little schedule there. I know we're going to be filling it full of more stuff. So everybody out there, keep an eye out. We're probably to share this here at some point pretty soon and don't
1: forget what's that? don't forget at some point the snagglepuss trade paperback will be out
0: <laughs> uh and ronnie adams <laughs> oh my goodness ronnie adams continually all i hear is when's that when's that trade hitting when's that trade hitting i'm like man, <laughs> exactly. why, why are you bugging me about it snagglepuss
1: uh, trade paperback gay playwright in the 1960s i can't wait
0: oh man Well. <laughs> This evening, we're going to be talking Thor Ragnarok. Now, you chose this story, which was this 2004 story arc that occurred in the last issues of the Thor series from 1998 after it had gotten rebooted, okay? And here we are coming towards the end of this, and Ragnarok, now... Let me go ahead and give a definition of what Ragnarok is so you guys have an idea, because this does actually have some connections to um, Norse mythology. There you go. Thank you, sir. The legend of Ragnarok, straight from the wiki. It's a series of future events, including a great battle foretold to ultimately result in the death of a number of major figures, including the gods Odin, Thor, Tyr, Freyr, heimdar i guess that's heimdall and loki okay that is straight from the wiki now pinning this tale telling us this story there's a couple writers that are attributed to this there's a guy by the by the name of michael van oming who according to wikipedia he's he, he's done some comics. One of the things that really stood out to me was the fact that he was part of Stormbreaker, the saga of Beta Ray Bill. Uh, he's, but most of what he has written usually involves Norse mythology. Thor, Thor Blood Oath, Ares, A Hammer of the Gods. Okay, so that's what he's written. He's also teamed up with... A guy by the name, I think, is Daniel Berman. Daniel did not have much of a writing career, according to Marvel Wiki here or Marvel.com, other than Stormbreaker: The Saga of Beta Ray Bill. So, as you can tell, those two have had, and I don't know if Stormbreaker happened afterwards or before. I'm not looking at the copyright dates here, but there again, we see these two guys coming together. Not only that, but the artist, a person by the name of this is Andrea Davido. He's an Italian artist. He also, believe it or not, had his hands in Stormbreaker, the saga of Beta Ray Bill. He's also done art for some Black Panther, a lot of a lot of Marvel stuff. Young Avengers thing, Civil War, House of M. Oh, he did Civil War, House of M 1 through 5, which has been on the network here. So there you go. There's our creative team. Now, let's get into the plot. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to read my synopsis here of Thor Ragnarok. Again, takes place between issues 80 through 85. And then me and Mark are just going to talk about it.
1: I just wanted to give some context to what we're talking about tonight. Yeah. And that is this. This is part of the Avengers disassembled storyline. The actual trade paperback that this is from. And I guess that, I mean, this wasn't necessarily called Thor Ragnarok. This was called Thor disassembled. I don't know if we've ever talked about Avengers disassembled on here before, but a, a very, very brief. And what are you doing here? A very brief cameo. <laughs> The uh, Avengers Disassembled is basically um, the Scarlet... In in a very, very brief nutshell, the Scarlet Witch causes havoc. And all of the Avengers show up, but they don't realize it's the Scarlet Witch. They they think it's the Skrulls, and they think it's something else. And it's just these, these giant attacks keep happening at the mansion. A couple of the Avengers end up dying. And it turns out, like I said, it's the Scarlet Witch who... Is finally stopped uh, from what she's doing, and Magneto I think takes her to, to uh, Genosha, if I if I remember correctly. It's been a little while since I've read the story, but. It- Apart from the main Avengers disassembled series, there were also like Captain America disassembled, Iron Man disassembled, and this was, and this Ragnarok story is the Thor disassembled. So I just thought it was important to know that apparently, with this Avengers disassembled storyline, uh, the Marvel editors went out of their way to wreck everything <laughs> just to rebuild it again.
0: <laughs> well, I, I'm actually on the wiki right now, and I just, uh, I remember this storyline going through, and I may have a few issues, but I don't remember anything out of it. Brian Michael Bendis, which is a very popular name in comics right now. This is the beginning of his Avengers run, was Avengers Disassembled. Thor, he's off, he's, he's up in Asgard and he's trying to make sense of what's going on there. Uh, so let me get into my notes here. We'll, we'll talk about the story. Now, much of this story, I'm not going to go into every detail here, but I'm, I'm going to kind of give you a great overview as to what occurs. Much of this story deals with Thor's personal struggle of dealing with the end times, which is Ragnarok, and watching his friends and fellow warriors and even his brother Balder perish at the scheming hands of Loki and his army. Loki has found the heart of the star that Mjolnir, which is Thor's hammer, uh, was forged in. And Loki's now in allegiance with the great fire demon Surtur, forging this mock weaponry out of this star, which is the same material that Mjolnir is made out of, just a little bit more, a little less powered, a little less powered, but I mean, a multitude of weapons to amass this army and give them them weapons to lay waste to the lands and cities of Asgard. Thor, gathering his remaining forces to participate in the climactic battle of Ragnarok, uh, he begins to regret having to play part in this fate. He is then visited by the spirit of the Odin Force, who leads him on a journey of self-discovery and understanding. But most importantly, Thor realizes that Ragnarok is merely a recurring cycle set in motion by a group called those who sit above in shadow. This cadre of gods of gods feed off of the chaos and death that befall those in Asgard during Ragnarok. Uh, Now, with this new insight, Thor has a new goal end the cycle of Ragnarok. In the final two issues of the series, we watch as Thor lays open a path for Surtur to openly attack his friends, setting in motion the events of Ragnarok. But it isn't until he visits the three fates who reside near the Tree of Life and they watch over the Tapestry of Time, Thor's plan to end Ragnarok is put into motion. Th- now, th- now, I want you guys to picture the Tapestry of Time. It's an actual a tapestry that is being drawn. It's being written as events unfold, telling the story of Asgard. But it is Thor who recognizes that the origin of the thread to form this tapestry is being drawn from the very beginning of time so i want to try my best to describe this you see a tapestry being uh, being created the events of time are being inscribed on this tapestry but there's this thread that has to begin the tapestry and it turns out it's coming all the way from the beginning at the very top so it's a circle okay so it creates this very cycle that the gods are in now with the power of mjolnir thor then finds the thread and cuts it the tree of life then collapses into itself as Thor watches everything in Asgard end. Uh, he thinks. Of the purpose that Odin had for him all along, and this is a very important part of this tale. Odin sent Thor to reside on Earth and live among humanity so that this boundless cycle could be broken. Thor had learned of the human drive to never give up and continue to fight. Also, his time with humanity gained him the knowledge to not live like every other god of Asgard, going blindly into Ragnarok, but to open his eyes and seek a way to end it. So as Asgard, at the end of the issue, the final issue, Asgard fades into nothingness thor's essence essence lives on and looks forward to a nice long rest so that's i'm folks let me tell you when i talk about a summary that's a summary because there are some events that happen in these six issues that i really i really didn't take time to get into but we're going to talk about of a few of the things that at least me and mark thought were important in here uh so mark i mean my summary do you feel that there's something that you need to add you you want to talk about what do you think
1: no, I think you, you pretty much nailed it. I mean, Loki shows up with a hammer that was. He came from the yeah. old mold. Yeah. You know, and, you know, he shows up with sort of the Legion, the Legion of Asgardian uh, <laughs> uh, villains. Yeah. And he starts killing everybody, you know? And it's, it's like it's one sneak attack, then another sneak attack. And then it's just every time things start to get, they start to get a handle on things, there's another attack. To the, to where Thor is like, okay, this isn't working, and he has to go. As he says in the movie, he has to go on a journey of discovery. You know, find find with uh, some some sense of inner uh, inner peace. Mm-hmm. And that's when he realizes that this is a cycle, and this cycle serves a greater purpose, and that it's time to put the cycle to rest. Much to the chagrin of those who sit in shadows. You know, considering I think to some Thor is considered somewhat of a brute. You know, and he's just he's just a, one of the overpowered strong men who swings a hammer.
0: Yeah, he's a big jock.
1: Yeah, I thought that this was decidedly a thinker's Thor. Yeah, you know, somebody who uh, attempts to solve a problem with 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 his fists and realizes that there has to be another solution. Again, this is a a Thor that sacrifices not one but two eyes. You know, and comes to realize that. Uh, he has to, you know, he has to create, you know, a, a humongous sacrifice in order to end things. And, then, and my favorite part of this whole, uh, this whole story was Loki's reaction to it. Like, hey, wait a minute. This is my <laughs> <reaction.">
0: <laughs> Yeah, Wait a second. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I'm the bad guy. <laughs> oh, man, there were so many, there were so many twists and turns in this story. You know, right at the beginning, I knew stuff was getting heavy. Like, I think in the first issue, when the attack happens while they're I think they're mourning some troll or something, the sneak attack happens and a Chantress is dead. And I was like, whoa, that's a pretty big character to be dying right off the bat. Now, I don't know what the buildup was prior to these issues, but I, I mean, that really took me by surprise. I was like, I, I don't know if you felt the same way when you started seeing people fall left and right. Ah, uh, you knew something bad was happening. <laughs> something was definitely going down. I mean, are you into Norse mythology at all? Is that ever anything that you ever got into?
1: Uh, I wouldn't consider myself an expert, but I mean, as a, as a layman, I know something about it.
0: Okay. Did I mean when you saw Thor Ragnarok, did did you know that you know shit was going to be hitting the fan? in some way shape or form
1: let me let me tell you how i knew somewhat about this story not a lot but i knew something had happened to asgard because i on a lark picked up thor volume three uh the uh the first i think like five issues the trade paperback and i open it up and it's like thor has to restore asgard and he does it in broxton oklahoma
0: (laughs) wait a second
1: (laughs) and and it kept referring to you know it kept referring to events from avengers disassembled that's how i found out about it actually because i I hadn't read comics for a really long time and i we walked into a comic book store i took my kids in there this is a couple years ago and i was like hey you know i'll check this out this looks pretty cool
0: Surprise. So I grabbed
1: this, I, I grabbed the store trade paperback. And like I said, the first thing it says is, you know, all of the, all of the gods are living as humans and in, in hiding, and they don't even know they're gods, their, their memory has been like wiped out. This is after I believe civil war. So I, you know, I had read Civil War separately, but I, I had no idea what this Avengers Disassembled thing was, but I kept referring back to it. Yeah, the, in the whole like first part of the trade paperback is Thor, you know, on the hunt to find these various gods that are living as humans and restoring Asgard in Oklahoma, which is like, it's just floating above the ground, which was, oh, was wow. pretty funny. Yeah, that's why I became really interested in reading this. It was like, I wanted to know what happened that caught, you know, that they decided to, you know, reboot things the way that they did. And, of course, none of this is relevant anymore. Thor's a a girl. Yeah, (laughs) things have changed. Thor is now referring to himself as, I think, Odin Force or some shit like that.
0: It was interesting to see, you know, he got to kind of say his goodbyes to some of the, you know, his two good friends on the Avengers, which is Iron Man and Captain America. When he brings them there and he turns around, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to send your ass back because things are definitely I think it's at that point when he realizes that Asgard's going to end and Ragnarok is upon them. You know, it's a battle that he needs to fight. And that's why when we when we look at the second part here, when Iron Man and Captain America are on the front. At the end of that, at the end of that part of the story, he sends him home. Not only does this is a person, this is a God who his fate seems to always be ordained. Like you are, you are always going to be in this fight, no matter what. It's always going to end in this horrific battle. That was probably my favorite part of the story was the fact that he realizes that he is this cog in this massive machine, and it will continue to turn over and over and over. And he has to come with the grips of, okay, I know what my part is. Now I've got to figure out a way to really end it. And his way of he, he says goodbye to, uh, you know, his Avengers buddies. He also says goodbye to Beta Ray Bill, who he brought there and ends up sending back out right before the, the big final battle. And he knows he knows that somehow he has got to get this this cycle of Ragnarok to stop.
1: You know, I've talked about this with reference to the Hulk. Watching the Hulk destroy city after city gets a little boring after a while. So they have to come up with new ways uh, for the Hulk to do things and be entertaining. Um, And one of those ways is to make the Hulk a thinker and to, you know, and to give him some different responsibilities and people to interact with. And that's kind of where I was, where I got to with this Thor story, which was, okay, we get it. Thor kicks all kinds of ass what else can he do mm-hmm. what can we do that's going to make him interesting and not just you know a hammer wielding you know as you put it a hammer wielding jock
0: yeah 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 that's the way i've always viewed him almost and that was one of the nice things of this story is giving him his place he always came he all and then i think that was what loki loki was the smart one the trickster and it seemed like even though thor always had his number I always viewed Loki as the smarter one of the two, just in the stories that I read.
1: Well, the other side of it was Thor's journey was, you know, was that he was arrogant and, you know, because he could solve his problems with his fists. That's that's all he that's kind of all he was for a period of time. And he was sent to Earth to learn humility. You know, eventually he goes back to Asgard and, you know, he's no he's not doing the the Donald Blake character anymore you know it felt like this character had had grown and while the instincts are always going to be there to want to solve problems with your hammer it was good to see a situation where you know, two things one he did learn from his history of being Donald Blake and being on earth that not every problem needs to be solved with violence sometimes you you know you need to come up with another way you know and showing that bit of wisdom that he that he did learn so you know i I really like that i mean i I really like this story it was a little weird at times a little little esoteric but for the most part uh i dug it
0: thor is a a book that Sometimes I can read, well, let's just say I don't, I'm always worried about the effort that I'm going to have to put into reading (laughs) my Thor title. (laughs) Uh, One of the stories that me and you have talked about plenty of times, I know I've mentioned it on this podcast a lot of times, is the God, is it the God bomb? God Bomb Saga written by
1: uh, uh, the the God Butcher.
0: Yeah. Written by Jason Aaron. And I'll tell you right now, that is one of the best Thor, Thor stories that I've ever read. And I haven't read a whole lot. That's the problem. Because I'm scared of not only do we have to worry about Marvel continuity, but we also have to worry about sometimes the continuity that that this is all based on, which is Norse, Norse mythology. And I I worry that I'm going to miss something when when we were at, of course, it was really easy to follow, like what the first four issues, you know, maybe maybe 20 panels of talking and then we had battles. You know when we had Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America going up against Loki. I mean, there was like two or three solid pages, nothing but rock 'em sock 'em, no words. Uh, and then when it gets into the when it gets into the written part and the thinking part, that's where I thought, oh man, it's going to lose me, and it almost did a couple times. You talk about esoteric that that kind of almost took me out. But then I started to realize what was going on. I think what kept me hooked, what kept me hooked, was. How is he going to end this cycle? How is he going to stop this? What do you think of the swerve? Like, and, and you, you don't have to go too in-depth on this if you don't want to, but, you know, when, when Thor finally opens his eyes and he's got those blue, you know, searing eyes now in place of the the gaping holes after he took his own eyes and threw them down the well, but when he showed up at Surtur's realm, and was like, hey, you know what? All I want you to do is just forge my hammer and then I'll blaze a path and you can go right ahead. You can go right ahead and just let Ragnarok begin. Did that take you by surprise? No, I knew where they were going with the
1: story. Um, I was what what I really liked was was again Loki's reaction. <laughs>
0: I loved. Well, I'll tell you right now. The look on his face when Thor uh, removes his head from his body—that <laughs> was fun to watch as that unfolded. there's yeah. those couple, those couple I, panels.
1: That was the thing. It was like you know, I enjoyed. I enjoyed Loki really all, as part, the whole part of the story because he first, it's like he seemingly gets the upper hand, and it's like Loki's just on a tear. And then when Thor figures out that he's got to let Ragnarok, Ragnarok happen in order for the cycle to break. Loki Loki doesn't see the wisdom of what he's doing. He just, you know, it looks like Thor's just gone crazy. And again, yeah. it's just like, hey, 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 that's my racket. You know? <laughs> like he's definitely afraid like he's more afraid of thor than any other time i've seen him in any other book because he thinks that like thor has just lost his mind
0: well and in, in little, literal terms thor's going off script i mean he has gone off script and he is he's like yeah this you, you this is the part i'm supposed to play but i'm not playing it anymore and i'm going to figure out a way to get it ended and let's just kind of hurry things up a little bit so i can do that were you able to follow the ending
1: look we have read some wacky stuff this year I'm looking in your direction, Tarzan, on the planet of the apes. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah.
0: Nosebleed.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, did he give me a nosebleed? No. Okay. I was able to follow enough of what was happening to kind of keep up with the story. You know, was it, like, perfect? Not necessarily. But I could get enough. I got enough of a gist of what was happening that I was like, okay, all right, I get this now. I don't uh, don't have to belabor the point.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you think that we'll see any of this? and thor ragnarok well the movie uh,
1: no that seems to be a more straightforward story of you know hella has come to to claim asgard for herself and kills a bunch of asgardians in the process and they are you know they are there to depose a despot i, th- I think it's gonna be a much more simpler story
0: huh. we see hella for like what one one page when Thor goes down to hell. Yeah, oh. and this
1: is the version of Hello where her tits are hanging out of her costume. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So we see her for like one page. And then uh, I think the spirit of Odin brings Thor. Yeah. Thor dies in this and then he comes back to life. I mean, it's he he's all over the place. But, uh, you know, all in all, I think this was a fun story to read. Six issues took me probably about, I don't know, an hour and a half. So, you know, my final thoughts on it, to be honest, I I would recommend this. I I got a couple people that I know are Thor fans. The street level guys might want to stay away from this. Because it can, it's just, some of us way out there, we got magic, we've got mythology going on here. I'd probably not recommend it to my fi- my friends who like the Punisher, but I got a couple guys that are into the cosmic stuff. We see a couple, like, villains show up. I, I already mentioned the heroes Beta Ray Bill, uh, Captain America, Iron Man, but a lot of this is Asgardian, the, the, the mainstays from Asgard valkyrie shows up uh we have lady sif who loses her freaking arm volstag the thin uh i mean there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens to this so it's it's just a fun read to watch these characters go through i mean it's it's chaos it's the end times it's it's the end of their world put a period on the end of this sentence and let us know what you think i
1: I was a long-time thor reader and i always thought thor a lot of the me, the fun Thor stuff was when he got away from Earth. I mean, when he was on Earth and he was sort of fighting the, um, the Wrecking Crew, you know, and he's fighting the Wrecking Crew. You know, there's, there's just so many Earthbound heroes that do that sort of thing. You know, I, I much preferred Thor's more cosmic adventures, his adventures on Asgard. And this is, you know, the one last romp through that sort of, uh, you know, through that sort of setting. So I, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's a weird book. It's not the worst thing we've read this year. No one turned into a building.
0: <laughs> That's the truth. That is the truth. Of all the crazy crap that happened during Ragnarok, no one turned into a building. Ah, all right. Well, I said it was going to be quick, ladies and gentlemen. We got through it pretty quickly. Let's, I guess, man, go ahead and get into plugs. I really don't uh, don't have much else to talk about here. What's uh, well, I, got we got plugs.
1: I got your plugs for you. All right. Okay, in January, we're going to do 300. February, <laughs> Black Panther, who is the Black Panther, March Tomb Raider, Volume 1, Season of The Witch. New Mutants, The Demon Bear Saga in April. May brings you three source materials, uh, Infinity, Green Arrow, The Longbow Hunters, and Star Wars, Han Solo from 2017. June brings you Cable and Deadpool, Volume 1, If Looks Could Kill, and Fantastic Four, The Trial of Galactus. July brings you Ant-Man, Volume 1, Second Chance Man. August brings you some sort of Predator book, I haven't decided which one yet. October brings you Venom, Volume 1, Homecoming. November brings you X-Men, The Dark Phoenix Saga. December, Christmas Eve, will be Aquaman, the new 52, Volume 2, which features Black Manta. And finally, your New Year's Eve delight, Transformers, Bumblebee. That's all the uh, that, that's all the ones I'm making Jesse do in 2018 so far.
0: <laughs> well, OK, let me hop over to the Google machine and let's take a look and see what we got upcoming for source material itself. I'll just throw this in here real quick and then I'll let you I'll turn you back loose with the rest of the Rattletch and Broadcasting Network plugs. That was uh, source
1: material. That was all source material.
0: What do we got coming up next week, though? Oh god. I'm yeah. talking about 2018. You're
1: you want to drag me back to 2017? Okay. <laughs> this show will uh, actually be posted to the Rattledge and Broadcasting network on November 6th. Oh. And then uh, we'll we're going to skip a week what will be debuting on the and Broadcasting Network will be uh, November 20th will be Justice League Dark side war volumes one and two uh, after that is the runaways series with um, oh gosh who were their names uh, Brian K. Vaughn Adrian Alfano, and Takeshi Miyazawa uh, so we're gonna do all 18 18- we're gonna do all 18 issues of that Um We're going to, on December 4th, we're going to be doing Punisher. Welcome home, Frankie. And then the Star Wars week, December 18th, we're going to do Star Wars, Princess Leia, the trade paperback. All
0: right. Tremendous. Tremendous. Well, you've done... Pretty much all the plugs for me. I know at some point. Well, we'll just do, we'll just do it this way. Standard stuff. Make sure to go give the Rattolich in Broadcasting Network Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts that we have to offer. You can follow me at Stiznarki on Twitter if you do so wish. But, uh, other than that, I, I, I turn it over to you. What what else we got coming up on this week? So this is this is airing the week of the sixth. You, you do your plugs however you want to do them there, Mark. All
1: right. Well, if you're listening live... Hi, Remington. If you're listening <laughs> live on YouTube right now, tomorrow night is All Hallows' Eve. And what better way to celebrate All Hallows' Eve by doing a review of the new torture porn movie, Jigsaw. Uh, On the Metal Hammer of Doom this week is our Halloween special, Motorhead Undercover. And then that's it for the week. Next week is all Thor all the time. Source material, Thor Ragnarok, which we just finished discussing. Damn you, Hollywood, Thor Ragnarok. We're going to go back into the Wayback Machine and check out on the Metal Hammer of Doom a little band called Wizard and their album Thor, aptly titled it's all Thor all the time, you see. That's right. And then uh, finish up the week in theory with an on-trial of Thor the Dark World.
0: If, if your ass ain't Thor after we're done with you.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, <woo>. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: goodness. <laughs> uh, we <when you laughs> sold our souls to Satan. Oh, <laughs> uh, is that it? Uh, for now, yes.
0: All right. Mark Radlich, thank you very much for coming on here and hanging out with me, talking Thor Ragnarok. We got it done. We got it done less than less than an hour. I think we zoomed right through it, man. Yeah, um, I, didn't
1: have, I didn't have Ronnie Adams here to torture time, Oh, so. man.
0: Dang it. Just I'm going to put in another 15 minutes of Ronnie sighing. I can do that. <laughs> uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's Mark Radlich. My name is Jesse Starcher. Thanks for joining us this evening. We'll be talking to you soon. Have a Thor one.